Good love our gracious queens are throughout their just queens. Their time has come. United Queendom. United Queendom is sponsored by Q Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q Bar, Q Club, Little Q and She Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Hello, I'm Ed Dyson, podcaster, comedy writer and stay-at-home dad with no children. And I'm Sam Dowler, journalist, broadcaster and co-host with The Mo Host. And we host United, United Queendom, the number one British drag race podcast. Although our brand tends to be more number twos. Thanks for Tina turning us on. Now let's get on with the show already. As this episode is about Queen's headlining, can we talk about the other headlining queen of this week? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. No, the queen is dead. <laughs> David is dead. Um, Rihanna. The queen is dead. Long live the king. Oh, oh, you mean doing the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, and I, I set that up knowing you wouldn't know what I was talking about, but did it anyway. I don't know why. I just really wanted thanks, to. Thanks. Well, I once again, you to make me look confused. <laughs> well, I'm really excited about Rihanna doing the Super Bowl. Um, I feel like it's been a long time coming. I don't think she's going to do very well, but I think she'll still be really... Well, she's... well, I mean, she's not She's not generally someone who, like, you know, does... She's not like Madonna. She doesn't do, like, or, or Katy Perry. They don't do, like, full-on dance routines, does she? She's not, like, Beyonce style, is she? She's oh, more, she's God, no. Li- she's a bit she, more laid back, isn't she? She walks around the stage and she holds out the microphone yeah. and makes the audience sing most of the song. But she does it yeah. in such a cool way that it's still quite captivating to watch. <laughs> she just oozes cool, doesn't she? She does ooze cool, and she's had a baby as well. So, I mean, not that's going to make any difference, but... Um, she'll probably she'll be breastfeeding ba- as she walks around the stage. Yeah, she or maybe she'll kick the baby into the, into the crowd like, a, like it's a ball. Um, <laughs> Touchdown! Which some, like to uh, some of us would like to do with baby on UK Drag Race, but um, not Rihanna. She, um, I think... <laughs> well, obviously, but she's got loads of... She's going to have to come up with... New, is, are there going to be new songs then before now and then? She must do. I it's think such she's a good opportunity do, to do that. Yeah, what Madonna did and Beyonce, which is, like, drop new music and a new song the day of because Beyonce debuted Formation at her Super Bowl and Madonna debuted Give Me All Your Lovin' to slightly less success on her Super Bowl <laughs> but um, it's been so long since the new Rihanna album it starts which was like six years ago no it wasn't well it was was it let me look this shit up Rihanna which I hated that song when it came out but let me look this shit up let me look this fucking shit up um, t- 2016, yeah, that's six years ago. Oh, wow. I was dead on the money. 2000, yeah, six years ago. That is... Covid fucked us up. Well, I don't, know. You, you can't blame Covid for people not doing out. People, like, Covid is what made artists do a whole new album. Look at Taylor Swift, look at Carly. Well, you know. no, I mean more like the fact that it doesn't feel like six years ago. The fact we've lost oh, all see. concept of time is just like, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like like I was saying before. I saw a, I saw a friend last night who I'd not seen in three and a half years, and you think like, and you were like, "Well, I've never seen for three and a half years," and then you're not friends. But <laughs> there's, you've got to take two and a half years out the middle of that, and then six months either side of faffing around as one as one does with friendships, and then you've got three and a half years. Like so it. it's it's, it's been so it long I forgot that I didn't like you, but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Let's leave it another three and a half years, if not longer. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to quickly say about the songs and ask you that I want to see in Rihanna's Super Bowl. Sorry, I know we will get to Drag Race. But uh, we we have to see Umbrella. Um, it's got to, for me, it's got to be... We have to... Yeah, and we've got, I want to see Only Girl in the World because I love that. Oh, I could really do without that one. I, I'd love to see... What? <laughs> I find that very much amongst her more generic numbers. Um, I would love to see... I'd actually love to see Love on the Brain, but I don't think we will see that one. I haven't even heard that. Oh, that was on the last album with... I have to have a confession on the dance floor um, that... That's Madonna. I've never actually listened to a whole Rihanna album. I don't think anyone has since the dawn of time. <laughs> I mean, she's more about the, the singles, really, isn't she? That's why, like, I'm not a Rihanna yeah. super fan, but she's got so many hits. It's going to be just fascinating to see how she condenses them into a Super Bowl set because she will well because then get, you, get, you get it 14 minutes don't you yeah, she will have to leave off like several number one hits because there's no way she can even cram even if she did all of them mm. like she'll have to leave off like the one with Eminem or the one with Jay-Z or something it's just like yeah 
There's no one as spoilt with hits as she, so I'm fascinated to see what she does. And I want who's that? I want who's that chick as well. Well, that will not be happening. Um, maybe what's my name? Why do Why do you hate the ones that I like? <laughs> well, no, who's that? I don't mind that song, but I mean that's not her song. It's David Guetta. It is quite generic, her, so isn't it? I don't it? think she's going to yeah. be doing songs that she's featured on. I mean, she might do the one with Eminem if he's a guest, and I can see. Him. Although he was guest last year, wasn't he? Anyway, I could talk about the Super Bowl all day, but we must get onto Drag Race because I mean that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what we. That's what we're here for, baby. So should we rate? Should we rate the episode? Rated R. That's a Rihanna album. Uh, rate the episode. I'm going to rate it a five. <laughs> Whoa! Quite a drop from last week, but I mean, we're not coming off the back of Down Under anymore, so I'm no, afraid that, that probably that did you some favours. <laughs> yeah, that post Down Under high for, for that sh- for ending. I think, um, well, I'm going to give it a seven. Well, I mean, the reason, first of all, I, I think certain challenges like this are meant for later in the season. I think it's too many verses, especially when they're all... Crap. Too many people on, on stage doing doing dance. Like six like one of them was six people and it just looked stupid, didn't it? Yeah, and the rehearsals and the recordings boring at the best of times, but when there's all these people, this is these are the, is the time to do like those stupid fucking acting challenges because they're always stupid. So you might as well do them when everyone's just doing and then you don't even notice what's going on. Whereas these challenges are made for a smaller group and it just it's too much, it's long, it's boring and yeah, I agree. The on, like the ensemble, um, the ensemble ones um, are better for acting. It's like because you can obviously do lots of different parts and stuff. When there's eleven of them, the acting ones is, is good because you can have different different people in different scenes, etc. So much better. But this is like you're right. And then again, I just I'm feeling like I'm feeling like these. Um, and obviously we got we got to see the guys who wrote the song. Great, but I'm feeling like they all sound a bit the same now, don't they? Well, I mean, not even the same. They're, they're getting worse. Uh, the same would be better. But um, last week, Just May just sashayed away. And Dakota said that she thought May shouldn't have even been in the bottom. But mm. I think if you say that, you should say who should have been in the bottom. I don't think you could just leave that lingering out there like some threat. Like a fart in the trance. <laughs> fart in the trance, yes. I mean, and I think in the early seasons, the producers would have forced them to say, like, off camera, like, who who do you think should have? And like, But I think they're, yeah. they're not being as... Um, I don't know, manipulative as they used to, and I miss those days. Well, it's, we, I mean, we do get some, we do get certainly amount of, of backbiting later on in the episode. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Um, I can't even think what that is now, but I'm sure I will remember when we get to it. When they're, when they're watch, when they're watching back the performances of oh, the other. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the tense thing to get and, on the UK one. That's like a nice conversation <laughs> on the American one, but no, in the UK yeah. it's like explosive. Rap. And the, <laughs> the bitches thing that said is someone saying. I feel like if I do say something, it's not going to be very nice, so I just think it's best that we don't say anything. You're on fucking TV, <gasps> oh bitch. My... That the whole, if you don't have anything nice to say, say nothing at all, does not work on TV. Say the not nice <laughs> thing, not please. That's what we came for. Rihanna, this is what you came for. God, am I just obsessed <laughs> with Rihanna today? Um, so RuPaul's video makes them realise that they are singing. And then she comes in dressed as the Morrison sign and says, this is the first time I've seen you out of drag. And one of them says, do you like what you see? She goes, no, I don't. <laughs> like, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> RuPaul was funny. winning the reading challenge. Um, <laughs> but she introduces the maxi challenge, which is they're going to be the headliners at the first ever Yastonbury Festival, which obviously a reference You must have to. loved this. Because well, you love Glastonbury and you love yours. <laughs> I love Glastonbury. It's my favourite place in the world, even though the toilets smell like Sam Dowler's homemade guacamole. Well, now we all know the secret <laughs> ingredient. <laughs> FYI, I do now know Sam's secret ingredient. I'm not going to reveal it, obviously, because then he will kill me. But um, it is a lot less exciting than what he pretended it was last <laughs> week. Let's just say that. I never said it was exciting. Just because it's a secret ingredient doesn't mean it's exciting. The secret ingredient could be, I don't know, Apple juice. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not exciting, but you go, oh if you if you are a um I have to say I have had a few texts from people saying what's the um what's the secret ingredient? Fucking mind your beeswax, that's why it's secret. It's beeswax, that's a secret ingredient. And Oh sh- shit! <laughs> Give it away. Oh shit, it's shit. Um but I wish <laughs> so I was excited and this was a Glastonbury Festival theme, but I really wish they'd run further with it. I wish they provided them with 
just to like make them look a bit muddy or a bit more rock chic or just I think feel like it was just a regular singing challenge but they just introduced it using Glastonbury but I think Glastonbury has such a specific aesthetic with the mud and just the flags and like all that stuff I think they could have really incorporated that to make this a way more Glastonbury well there was that, well there was no there was no other ref- other than the name you're right there was no other reference there was no like tents or no like because it's multi and also it's supposed to be multiple bands on different stages etc etc I'm not I think they could have like and then and then like I mean I get is the neon theme on the uh on the runway is that sort of Glastonbury-ish no it fucking know. isn't it's and no. I think they should have done that festival chic as the theme they've never yeah, done it before exactly. it's a really good theme I just think fucking get your act together guys this is bullshit <laughs> sorry <laughs> I have to say though, the editing, because my friend does the editing on this on this particular episode, was astounding. Well perfection. I, th- I believe not, your friend it, told it, you you had to compliment the editing before you saw the episode. <laughs> so how authentic but, uh, that is is up for debate, let's be honest. Well, I mean who watches the show and goes, Oh my god, the editing's amazing. Um but I do not on I the do down think under that, I do think she does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, having seen that, now we know what good editing looks like. But also, um, you know, it's like she wouldn't have had any hand in, you know, the content. So um, we can't blame Yarsenbury on her. No, I just think it was a bit of a missed opportunity. I think it's an obvious idea for an episode. I just think there's so much Mm. more you could have done with it. You could have made a fun mini challenge to do with it, with portaloos or something like that. And then you could have incorporated the fashion into it the runway and the, I just think it uh, was a big flop and actually was one of the reasons of my low score. Also, the song was bad, uh, Come Alive, which we find out what it is, which is also a Madonna song. So I feel like it was ripped straight from Come Madame Alive, X. Come Alive, Come Alive. So I was actually talking with my friend last night here I was having dinner with who is almost, if not more, of a... Um, I'm a daughter fan than you. You are lucky I mean, that we are not recording this in the same room because I would fucking take my earrings off and <laughs> fucking snatch your weave off, bitch, for saying that. Well, you know that no um, one is a bigger Madonna fan than me. You know that, including Madonna. Well, she went to Blonde Ambition Tour when she was 10. I wasn't alive. <laughs> That's not my fault. It was, come alive, come alive. I couldn't. <laughs> well, I think... I couldn't, well... I was alive. I think I was one or two, but I mean... I was not allowed out without my parents then, and I was not ready to come out, which is what <laughs> going to a Madonna concert at the age of two would inevitably lead to. <laughs> you might as well just um, suck a big dick, might you? <laughs> uh, but we were talking about, and she went. How many? She went to Madame X twice. How many times did she go? I went once. Oh, but oh, we the, have a winner. <laughs> no, the ticket. Do you know how much the tickets cost for Madame X? Five hundred pounds. So that is to do with privilege more than (laughs) how big a fan you are. Well... It's like I could be the world's biggest fan of the moon. I'm not going to be able to fucking go visit it, am I? Because I cannot afford to go. Well, I could visit the producer moon, but that is... (laughs) It's a very tenuous link and a bizarre reference. Um, But I'm (laughs) going to... But then the reason I say it is because we got on to talking about Madame X and I was saying how... Because cause she, oh yeah, she said how much she loved um, the the Palladium thing, blah blah blah. She went twice, etc. As I said, it was good, yeah. And I said, well, so she's I mean, rich, did, your friend. She, let's be honest, like, she's rich. She, no, no, she's not. She's well, not. Well, did she get free tickets? No, she so bet, she spent a thousand pounds on. To yeah, see Madonna people twice. do that. People well, do that. My friend, my friend Alan saw um, Confessions. Uh, f- I think about five times, and he went to five different cities in the UK to watch it. Oh, I saw it six times. Did you? Well, once live and then multiple times um, on, the, on the DVD. Yes. It's because they spending like spending literally all their money on on it is I think is a sign of a is a sign of a big fan. No. Well, no, I don't think so because I mean my my fandom ship goes much deeper than that. I've modelled my whole personality off Madonna. That's the biggest <laughs> tribute you can have, more so than seeing her live. And she, everything I've done has been from her teachings. I treat Madonna like a religion. Can they say the same? No, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, now I've gone all around the houses. She was saying how that she didn't play loads of songs for Madame X, but she did say, uh, but um, I was saying how I did love Come Alive and um, I, was that, I Don't Seek I Find from Madame X. But other than that, I find it a bit dull. 
I was re-listening to it this week, actually, and I think it, it has aged very well, unlike Madonna. Oh, it has? Yeah, I think... Cra- unlike Madonna! <laughs> crazy, it should have been the lead single. That's a really good, uh, like, accessible pop song that I think really would have launched the album very well. Come Alive is a mm. good one as well, as you say, and Looking for Mercy is a really good song. I definitely think some songs should have been completely just cut, cause some of them really dragged the whole album down. But um, instead of talking about good music like Madonna, let's talk about bad music, which is what these queens are writing. They're writing their own verses, uh, doing the um, group choreo. The, they have to style themselves. Which, by the way, I think at this point, all drag queens going on Drag Race should bring a girl group outfit that is just white. And then if, when they get put in their groups, they can mm. all just paint them a different... So they're all, like, cohesive. That should just be like an unwritten rule of coming on. It's like a little hack. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite a niche hack, obviously, affecting maybe 12 people in the world. I think there should be a global announcement on radio. <laughs> it should stop all broadcasting and announce this. Um, no, but Pepper and Dakota are the captains who get to choose the teams because Pepper won last week and Dakota survived the lip sync. So if you were in their position, who would you be looking at to choose first for your team? Um, well, I would choose Cheddar straight away because, you know, she's a consummate professional. And um, But I think I would also, um, yeah, I would choose Baby as well because, um, you know, she's... She, and, obviously Black, and obviously Black Pepper, like, she can do the moves. But who I wouldn't choose would be uh, Starlet because she's very wooden and, um, and she just, you know, she barely moves when she's moving normally. Yeah, but you're saying that from having watched the challenge. I'm thinking more like going into... No, I thought that for before. I thought that before. <laughs> Okay. Well, I would. I'm not saying I predicted. I'm not saying what you would do. Is saying I predicted Tyler would go and she went. No, I'm not predicting. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I think, you know, that she's very like you know stoic and that doesn't really translate to a girl group. I mean, well, well, actually, no, because I remember when when Spice Girls first came out and I was watching Wannabe and you know and obviously. Victoria hates her smile, doesn't she? She thinks she's got a weird, a weird shaped mouth, and she does a little bit. So that's why you know she was was posh and grumpy. So I mean, like you could, Starlet could you know vibe with that, I suppose, but no, not really. Yeah, that was actually some good advice she got later from Fucker Twigs, which was kind of like if you can do the mysterious, not moving thing, but you have to like lean into it a bit more. Where she just wasn't fully committing mm. one way or the other; she just looked yeah. a bit lost. But um, Fucker twigs. <laughs> I mean, for me, the most obvious choice would be Danny Beard. Because, I mean, she's known as a singer. So I don't know why she wasn't chosen straight away. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I found Danny a little bit annoying in this episode, I have to say. Yeah. The booming voice in the VTs as well was getting on my tits. Yeah, she just seemed a bit cocky for this early on. Um, but she did mm. have a few one-liners that I enjoyed. I made notes on them. So I'll, t- I'll tell you as and when they come. I still would, though, with Danny Beard. Well, you know, I... Th- think that's quite disgusting and I don't really want to hear about it again. But, um, we, don't need to, we don't need to bring that up every episode. I, I'd rather eat your shit-laced guacamole than hear about your crush on Danny Beard. Eat my bum beard. <laughs> I'd rather eat your bag of brown. Um, <laughs> oh, bag of brown. We haven't had a bag of brown in a while, have we? Oh, we need to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll go halves soon. Um, okay. So Copper Top got picked last, which I thought was quite stupid because I think it's just like the obvious thing is like, oh, you were near the bottom last week. So basically, mm. at this lineup, she's the lowest performing so far. But mm. clearly, last week was a fashion challenge. And I think yeah. like, Copper's very much suggesting that she is going to be a good performer. So I don't really know why they used that mm. from last week to judge her on this. I would have picked her near the top. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, very short-sighted. But that means Copper gets to choose which team she's going with. So she's like, well, I'm going to choose the winning team. And she does pick the winning team because she goes with Danny's team. Um, she does, but there was, some, there was some beef there, wasn't there? She wasn't... Um, what was the beef? I remember watching it thinking like, oh, because I thought like, oh, I would, why would she go with that one and not the other one? But there was, there was a reason. It wasn't just she thought they were winning. She's had, she's had issues with some of the other people, some of the other girls or one of them, didn't she? Well, didn't Pepper say she was, like, trying to avoid Copper's eye contact? She didn't want Copper to choose their team. Oh, really? Oh, bitch. 
Yeah, and then Pepper also was a bit shady because she shaded Starlet because she was like, guys, I'm really happy with who I got on this team and then named everyone on the team apart from Starlet. And then mm. Scott oh, that was, was like, so shady and went, you, or I, something. And then she's like, no, you're fine too. And then they come up with what I think is potentially the worst group name that has been done in Drag Race history thus far, which is saying something, but triple threat because... It's just so stupid when, I mean, they even bring it up themselves. There's not three of us. And I just think it's a very weird thing to... Well, it's yeah. like how you know the boy band Five are called Five when there's currently two or three of them. Yeah. It's, just, it's very <laughs> but disconcerting. But I get, I, get, I, I get the idea of Triple Threat because obviously they, with X Factor and stuff, they used to be, you're a Triple Threat, you can sing and dance and act, blah, blah, blah. So I get it. But um, I get the phrase. But I mean, if you, a spin on that would have been, I mean, I, I know what quadruple is. What is, how do you say five times? Is it quintru- Um A quintet, quintuple. Like a, a quintet threat would have been a better name. And then it's referencing... It's a spin on triple threat, but using the fact there's five of them. I just think it Quintet looks threat. so and it fucking as well. stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, should have based, they should have lost based on that alone, but luckily they ended up performing so badly that um, everything worked out the way it should. <laughs> but then the other team came up with Shakespeare's Fister, which was my favourite, that, that was suggested. Yes. But it was considered too rude. And then they settled on Queens of the Bone Age. <laughs> which, by the way, that is the, that is the other annoying thing about Triple Threat. Clearly the Glastonbury theme, which is what Queens of the Bone Age did well. You're meant to mm. lean into that theme and doing a pun, yeah. like they did with girl bands in the past, like with, what do you call it, Filth Harmony and... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, Frock Destroyers. You're meant to pick a band. So I p- came up with some suggestions that would have been better. Oasis. Ho- the Fillers. <laughs> Havana. Arctic Spunkies. The Liber Queens. I mean, you could come up with so many. So they should have just You could do it with any of them. Bands that could potentially have headlined Glastonbury and then put the drag slash sexual pun name on it. And that's that's how yeah, these things exactly. go. But no, Queens of the Bone Age does fall into that, so that works fine. But Triple Threat, fucking stupid. Ian, Bag- Ian Bagger Brown. There you Ian go. Bagger Brown. <laughs> I think that is too niche. That is more niche than a blueberry quiche. But um, <laughs> Baby reveals that she has a degree in songwriting. Well, I, I have a degree it's, in journalism, a weird... so we know such... what that means. It, doesn't always it was such a much. weird reveal, though, wasn't it? Oh, I just want to let you all know. I've got a degree. I would have kept that to myself if I were her. Cause, um, yeah. I mean, she is one of the she has one of the stronger verses, but I mean, no one really has a good verse in this episode. So, I mean, it's the best no. of a bad bunch, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's despite the fact they had help from Kathy Dennis, who comes in, who's a famous songwriter. Who I just fucking love her, but she was she was a pop star first. I love her as a pop star. I know, I was going to ask you about that, because I <clears> do know she used to be a pop star, and I've seen her music, but um, mm. she had one hit in particular, didn't she? What was that one? She, no, she had a number of hits, actually, and three really good albums, which I have well, and one I'm obsessed she, by. I thought there was one that was kind of... Her signature that she might Come on and for. get my love is for you. Oh, whoa, whoa. Honestly, get, take a little bit like of a deep dive. That sounds like you know. Just a little bit. Um, take a little... <laughs> I might have got confused along the way. Um, I think you did. I think you did. Um, go, yeah, go on to her Spotify and just check out a few of the tracks. They're great. Too Many Walls It's a classic tune. Well, I might do. I mean, I love... The thing I love about Kathy Dennis is, you know, I love pop trivia and there's a bit of a mm. almost like spider web of pop trivia to do with her biggest hits that she's written for other people. Because with Can't Get You Out of My Head, that was originally um, a song that was... Was it, for, was it for Britney? No, it was offered to Sophie Ellis-Bexter, can you imagine? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and um, S Club 7. So both of them turned it down. And then... Um, Toxic was offered to Kylie Minogue and she turned it down and it went to Britney. And when Britney took it to number one, the person she was in a chart battle with was Kylie Minogue with no her, song, way. her song at the time was Red Blooded Woman. And oh, then Toxic's way better than that. Sweet Dreams My LAX was meant for Britney, but that ended up being Rachel Stevens, who's in S Club 7, who turned down Can't Get You On My Head. And it's like... Oh, my God. Basically, none of her songs ever go to who they're meant to go to, but then they end up beating someone in the charts who then gets another one of her songs later down the line. And it's just a very... It's a very odd, weird pop saga that, for some reason, I'm just fascinated by. That is. By. It, it is a very much a, um, a very much a pop... A pop web. Pop web. A pop, 
a pop migraine, a pop stroke. But I, I must admit, I, I did not know that she wrote I Kissed a Girl. So I found that out this episode. I thought that was um, Dr. Luke or Max Martin with, with Katy And she Perry. liked it. Well, um, I, I, I will never say, liked that to- song, I must admit. It's not one of my favourite Katy Perry songs. I will say quickly, actually, while we're on the subject of pop... Um, so my friend last night who I was with, uh, she was saying how that um, how Sam Smith is getting is going into number one today with his new track Unholy, where he's on with Kim Petras, right? That is and, not uh, number one, is it? Yeah, I think it's going to go to number one. Yeah, she's what she said. She, she said it was massive so, and for she, Kim Petras because she's I know, quite isn't underground it? still. Which, by the way, she has an album out this year called Slut Pop, which has massively gone underground. It is amazing. Can I, can I just tell you? I was literally. Just gonna say that I was talking oh, to sorry. I was talking I was talking to Marisa. No, because I was amazed that she didn't know this, right? Because I was like, but then I had such a fucking laugh with um, my housemate because he because he said that at the beginning of when Kim Petras first started, she was like, I just want to be a really good um, role model for trans women and trans girls and la 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 la. And then have you three years? So I'm later. assuming you. I'm, I'm assuming you throat goat. Treat I'm me like a, a slut. Treat me like a slut, treat me like a slut. Um, no, but it's really good music. And she actually said something before the album when she was explaining it. She was like, whenever people hear a song is very sexually explicit, they automatically assume that it's disposable or trash. But she's like, I've put a lot of passion, effort and time into this dance music. And it is very well written. And it is really good music. It's just like, so I like the statement that she's saying that just because it's about sex doesn't mean it's automatically okay trivial. And I love the album. I think it's amazing. I find it very liberating. Treat me like a slut. I'm horny and love to fuck. I mean, it is it's a lot, babes. Well, it's good. But I mean, if you think about a lot of the greatest dance songs of all time, they're not usually about anything like that's life changing in terms of subject matter. Usually it's something quite mm-hmm. repetitive and like... Silly, yeah. but the it's how it makes you feel, and I feel <clears throat> sex is quite repetitive. Yeah, well, look at you. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that yeah, okay. I like I like to have my mind changed, and I'm not. I'm gonna look at it again, listen listen to it again rather with um, a more of an open mind. X X X X X X X X X. That's one of the songs. That's one of them, isn't it? X X. <laughs> well, baby. So throat throat goat is about. Um, blowjobs, right, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's been the greatest of all time at giving head. Oh, right. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. And the throat goat. Um, <laughs> Baby says that her favourite artist is Fucker Twigs. And I'm sorry, I, I'm not buying it. Much like you think, this song you, you think released on iTunes somebody. Later, I'm not buying it. Yeah, oh, I think... You think, you think they picked someone to... We need one of you to say that she's your favourite artist of all time. I mean, I couldn't even name one of her songs. I mean, I like her. I do like her. I get her a little bit confused with Janelle Monet, Um, But I do... Um, But then song-wise, I mean... Um, but she's more sort of, sort of more famous for going out with Robert Pattinson. And wasn't, didn't she go out with um, uh, Sheila Burf as well? Sheila Burf, and then she had the... Um, the big abuse case with him where she kind of yeah. I think she published like an essay detailing what Sheila Buffer put her through and it was quite a horrendous account and he's since apologised for what he did to her um, but Sheila Buffer's such a weird one he's like so crazy that he kind of seems to get away with a lot of stuff because he and he and he said didn't he say that that, that he, when he was doing that um, that he got that he got raped when he was doing that um, installation where he sat there and basically said a woman came and sat on top of him and writhed around until he got erection and then she put it in her and then he, she had sex with him and he wasn't allowed to move because of because he was doing an art installation. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't hear that. That's interesting, though. It's quite, it's quite hard well, to, it, for a woman to rape a man, but I guess that would be one of the few instances you could give it a good go. Not, not to trivialise uh, it. Yeah, but, all, oh, but also, like... You know, I, he's so, so you're telling me you're so committed to um, your artwork that you're prepared to get raped for it. Mm. I don't know. Well, he he's a very odd he's a very odd one. That's the thing, isn't it? And he's put me right off on Indiana Jones and the and the, and the Crystal Skull, frankly. Oh, is he in that? Yeah. He um, there was all the eyebrows raised as well when he was in the Sia video for um, it was was it Big Girls Don't Cry, um, with oh, yeah. with the little girl Madeline who used to be not Madeline McCann, the other little Maddie oh. who used to be in all the um, those videos, and then oh Maddie Ziegler. Yeah, and then I forget if it was Maddie herself who's like, I felt really uncomfortable being put in a cage with Sheila Buff, and I was like, well, not surprised, really. <laughs> not surprised. Yes, I totally think the producers were like, okay, one of you needs to pretend to 
be a fan of fucker and baby was like you know what i'm gonna be a production favorite it's gonna pay off in the end so she did it yeah yeah and also because like because they've done it so many times before i mean like i mean i mean all, well all of them basically when as soon as they announce somebody they go ah! and i like, look at each other like they're the most gagged ever when sometimes they're like plain old shit but um you know and then you get I a spice think, girl think... on and they're all genuinely excited and no one needs to pretend and you're like well no that's just how it is well i do think well because of because she does go on about being a fan so i think maybe she genuinely is because obviously and then even graham makes a joke about it like as in like oh wonder why you liked her so much because she basically because she said how much she loved her so that was quite funny well i bet they like mention all their favorite artists when they're applying and one of them was fucker twigs so she's not completely made up but i bet they were like she's a judge on baby now's the time to play that up and she's like oh i only liked one song but whatever um yeah because i do because i do think it was a little bit of a stretch to say that um seeing her made her believe that she could be whoever she wanted to be or something yeah that's uh i smell bullshit once again (laughs) yeah a little bit i love kathy (laughs) dennis um telling the queens that their (laughs) lyrics are generic let's not forget kathy who came up with this very famous lyric la 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 la. So, if anyone knows how to make non-generic lyrics, it's Kathy Dennis. What I will say is quite annoying is the fact that why don't they just keep Kathy as the judge? Well, I mean, I'm glad they didn't because to me, she came across as very awkward. She she was giving me Mary Portis. She was giving me Anne Robinson. She was Mary Portis. You're just choosing other ginger women. Yeah, she was giving me Mick Hucknall. She was giving me. Bette Midler, um, Ed Sheeran, uh, Prince Harry, yeah, <laughs> uh, a red squirrel in a tree. She was giving me orangutan. She was giving me, uh, you know, like what sits, you know, cheesy what sits, that kind of thing. No, um, yeah, Cheetos, cheesy Cheetos. I was getting a lot of that from there as well. <laughs> there was so. there was just no warmth from this bitch. She was she seemed very cold faced. She seemed like she didn't know what show she was on. I don't think we'll ever see her on the show again. Sweet dreams, Kathy. Jeez. <laughs> I think she looked. I think she looked good, though, didn't she? I think she looked fine. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I think you need to listen to some Kathy Dennis and then maybe change the tune a little bit. All right, literally. Well, a few of these queens needed to change their tune because they were out of tune. All the lyrics. Um, yeah, the lyrics are crap. They were doing their recording bits, which were boring. I did think um, Cheddar. When recording, I thought, oh, she's lining up for the win here. So she was giving me actual Glastonbury, like indie rock kind of, Mm. which is what I think they all should have been going for. Um, And then obviously the choreo was also boring, as it always is. Mm. And then we're back in the... At least they did say, I mean, a few of them said, I think Danny Beard said that, you know, they don't want to have just like, oh, I'm here to snatch the crown, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that's pretty much what they all ended up with. I was so glad (laughs) someone finally said that. I feel like no one's ever said that before. And once someone, it's a bit like how in the early days, people used to take off their wigs and lip syncs and it was okay. And it was only when a queen said Mm. it and it was shown on the show and Rue said it, that it stopped. And now I feel like that it's been said on the show that that is boring. I think, it will finally stop happening. Praise to God, because it is just... I'm, an, I'm going to snatch the crown. And now, now I'm here, to, here to slay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to snatch the crown with my bag of brown. Um, but yeah. Um, in the workroom, uh, we get Dakota talking about having an identical twin. And they both do drag, which is a gag. And then... So, and the identical... So, well, she is a trans woman and her identical twin is non-binary, she said. Yeah, well, I mean, just because you're identical doesn't mean you have to stay exactly identical. Yeah, that's super interesting, though, isn't it? Because, like, I mean, obviously, because obviously, you know, they are identical genetically. So, which which means, obviously, in this instance, and in general, I think, that obviously being trans is in her genes. No, it doesn't mean that. Because, I mean, the thing is, no? when you're, I mean, the whole nature versus nurture thing, obviously, you as a twin you have quite a similar upbringing as well so if you're going through Mm. society makes you gay or trans or anything like that then it's likely twins probably have quite similar experiences well she said that she said that they were having the same experiences and and they would go to school and stuff and they would get shit from people but then they would have their best friend to talk to about it but it was because it was the same shit coming at both of them i mean it's good if you're identical twins and one of you's trans because then you always get to keep check on oh what could have been like if what would i have looked like 40 if i hadn't transitioned so it's and then you look at them and go, no, no, I'm glad I didn't. I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Because you look shit. I, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but I found it really funny when she was talking about her. She said, like, oh, we had a very masculine upbringing with my dad in the Marines. I was like, honey, he's probably sucked more dick than both of you combined. Oh, my heavens. Marines. <laughs> Hello, sailor. Where's the semen? I mean, come on, bitch. Like, let's get real for a second. But, um, well, <laughs> but she's talking about bullying and stuff, which let me segue into this because... I don't think you will have watched this, Sam, but I and I don't know if you like it either. So, but there's a show on Netflix. Okay, brilliant. I'm a, bit, <laughs> I'm a bit behind with this, but it's a show that all the young kids are watching called Heartstopper. Have you heard of it? Are you taking the piece? I watched it about six months ago. Yeah, I, I said I'm behind. I didn't think it would bring you up. Did you like it? Um, yeah, I did. I found it quite emotional, actually, as well. And Lewis cried watching me. it, and he never cries yeah, watching I, anything. I cried, watch, I cried watching it as well, because it was... It's really you know, cute, isn't it? Because also, I, cause I had that relationship at, when I was at school, and um, so funnily enough, um, and, I, and I, it, I was upset because I feel like I was robbed of having a... Um, like being with somebody at school that I could be open with and it would have been like my first love, etc. But it was another boy. So therefore it was hidden. It was shameful. I couldn't say anything. So I feel like I was, it was robbed from me. Um, so weirdly enough, I went to a wedding pretty much the weekend after. Remember when I went to Wales for a wedding? And, um, and he lived in Wales and I messaged him on Facebook and we were, go- we were going to meet up, my heart stopper, but we didn't actually end up meeting up. But um, I, I got in touch with him and everything because I'd watched Heart Stopper and it like really made my heart stop. Oh, that is cute. I know exactly how you feel. It is, um, it is a sad part of the gay story that your first love usually is, like it's meant to be a cute, I mean, I suppose even straight people, they have their heartbreak with their first love, but... And let me say as well, um, in very much a full circle, which I know you love, since you talked about the pop web, is um, I used to snog, I used to snog said Heartstopper boyfriend in the pottery and kiln room because uh, I used to do art. And uh, my art teacher is... Um, While the Righteous Brothers played in the background. <laughs> well, <laughs> and my art teacher is the mother of, Goldberg. My, of my friend who, wor- who works on Drag Race. Oh, wow, that is a pop web. And that's... For- so her, so her mum, the one who works on Drag Race, her mum is the one who created a safe space for me and um, various other gay boys at, at the school to, um, to go and hang out and stuff. So, um, yeah, full circle. Well, I mean, I had the same as you as well, where I, well, I did go through with it and met my heart stopper as an adult. And all I can say is when you see someone through adult eyes, it can be very different. Don't meet your heroes, as they say. Um, I mean, oh. that doesn't really apply, but... <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> and while we're talking about heart stopping, can we talk about the other Netflix phenomenon, Dharma? Dharma! Yeah, it's gruesome, isn't it? Th- that LGBT representation we've been waiting for for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think... See, I don't, I don't... You only get this sort of hoo-ha-ha, when, brouhaha rather, when something is really popular, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's gone into the uh, worldwide zeitgeist, it's therefore number one on Netflix, etc. So therefore, because it's reached loads more people, then of, of course people are going to be offended, in inverted commas, so like, oh, it shouldn't be LGBTQ. Well, it is, it is about, you know, um, a gay man um, murdering other gay people. And, you know, they're ma- mainly gays or gay men of colour. And it's... Um, so with the, just because it is a bad representation doesn't mean it's not LGBTQ. So I think it's, I think it's ridiculous to take that off. Uh, I think it excuse is, you me, know, it's... serial killing is not just for straight people. We want equality <laughs> yeah. and we can do it just as well as you guys. And actually, we can do it way grosser than you, so... Exactly. This. Watching Dharma, we did do it a lot better. Straight people just do a quick stab and run. But, oh, no, I want... I want a big vat vacid full of heads and heads and torsos inside my bedroom. Thank I mean, you. I actually do agree with some of the backlash against it. Not the LGBT thing, but um, although I did think that was stupid as well. But um, the see, do you remember the show? You will have watched it. I think Des about Dennis Nielsen, the ITV did, uh, where um, David oh, Tennant yeah. played him. Yep, yeah. And I just thought, and I watched. Uh, and the, wait, are you gonna say the same about Four Lives as well? Yes, and about Four Lives. I think that what we've got. Uh, good at in the UK is uh, telling these stories, which obviously there is a lot of interest in, I'm interested in them, but focusing more on the victims and being less graphic. Mm. Whereas I think this, and I have been watching Dharma, so I'm a hypocrite because I am watching it, but I do think, because you know the, the families of the victims are very against this show being made, which you would think, you'd think would mean it didn't get made in the first place. But it does feel <laughs> very... Don't be ridiculous. It does feel kind of like 
what the a lot of these serial killers, if you've watched a lot of shows about them as I have wanted, was to become famous and iconic and led not iconic, that's wrong. Mm. But you know, and like, you think infamous. that this plays into that? Yeah, I really do think it does because it's so focused on him and his backstory and his crimes. And I just think, I, I think we've proved with shows like that, Des, that mm. you can tell these stories without um, centering it all around the monster at the, at the yeah, heart. Yeah, I guess. Of it. And also, and also, like, he. Um... I mean, obviously, he doesn't come across as sympathetic, but he's played by Evan Peters. He does in um, some parts, which is crazy. Who was well? Who was obviously Ryan Murphy's like you know uh, go to. He loves him, um, and obviously it's always Ryan. fucking Ryan Murphy. What, what else has Evan Peters been in? Because I do recognise him, but um, all, all the American Horror Stories. He was in X Men as well. He was um, the first Quicksilver. Oh, um, that's where I know. Him. I love uh, Quicksilver, and, and, the and, then, he, and then he and then he and then he turned up in One Division uh, as an alter, as a different version of him because. Um, because in Age of Ultron, um, Wanda's brother was, is also Quicksilver from the same universe, but um, they um, it was played by a different actor. So that's why it was cool that Evan Peters came in in WandaVision because it was same character but a different actor. But what I'm going to say is that like by using him, Ryan Murphy obviously loves him anyway. But like you're kind of already glorifying it because like you know how um, Stephen Merchant just looked horrendous throughout and came across as horrendous throughout Four Lives. That's not makeup. Do you know what I mean? So, like, Our performance. That's just Stephen Merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Being himself. I mean, it was so well cast, which is, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> a horrible thing to say. But um, so, yeah, I do see, I do see what you mean. But um, they, were, they were talking about it on the View the other day, and I watched it. And um, um, Sunny Hostin was like um, that she had spoken to because they because Whoopi was saying that she doesn't that she doesn't think it, she thinks it's grat- you know, gratuitous, etc., etc. Well, I do think it yeah, is. But, been... But Sunny was saying how she um, she was talking to her daughter and also some of the producers on the show, younger people like in her twenties, and they don't know the story. They don't know who who he is or what it's all about. So she thinks that it is educational. It is, and that does have a place. No, I I, I mean I I get that the story is always going to be interesting, same as like the Yorkshire Ripper, the Moose Murders. I just don't think like I've been looking away from the TV watching it because some bits are so fucking disgusting. Mm. I don't know really, do we need to see that? I mean, like, as they always used to show with, like, Alfred Hitchcock films, it's like, scarier when you don't show something and leave it up to the imagination. Yeah. I really don't think you need to see fucking flesh being poured into barrels with acid and stuff, like, to get the picture of what happened. Like, it can still be very chilling. I found the Des Nielsen one and the Fall Lies one equally chilling, just without being fucking absolutely disgusting. Mm. But then also, I guess it did happen, so maybe... They feel they need to show it. I, I guess. Exactly, and people watch and people watch a disgusting horror film and go, yeah, you know, fucking. Yeah, but the that didn't screen happen. was really gory. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, but yeah, we we're off track again. So it's <laughs> not like us, babes. Oh, this, what was that about guacamole? <laughs> this is where I have my the. I know you didn't like Danny Beard this episode, and I'm not liking him that much. But I did like two of his one-liners. I liked when he said. Oh, she's leaving quicker than a sugar babe. That was quite a good one. And when she said <laughs> when she said her team looked like a cue for Greg's, I thought that was quite funny. Uh, yeah, it's quite funny. It was just it was just when oh, maybe it just caught me at a bad moment. It was just when they when her team won and she shouted in the VT. Going, I can't believe it! And I was like, oh no, yeah, too loud. Candy Muse vibes, yeah. So yeah, I was getting very musy vibes on the runway. RuPaul comes out in one of my favourite no. looks she's worn <laughs> recently yeah pretty in pink with a big bow and red hair which she doesn't actually do that often um, and no, I, I give her doesn't. my hit of the year I thought she looked really oh wow hit of the year yeah I loved it yeah, she did, and there was some great, uh, some great, obviously lighting, fantastic. But there were some great angles, some great cut angles to her. Well, like um, there's at least two that I can recall. Like um, I know we'll talk about um, the exit later on, but like the, you know the camera pans to Rue, and she just the re- her resting face. She's she's just got it down perfect. Do you know what I mean? She looks beautiful, and just like sort of like it's it's like eyes slightly open like I'm I'm listening and I'm intrigued and I'm also benevolent and oh she just looked lovely oh her eyes aren't open you know that Raven paints them that way she's usually (laughs) her eyes are usually closed through the whole show I know that for a fact Uh, Um, but like Homer when like Homer when he's got those glasses (laughs) with eyes on (laughs) fucking Graham is back again um (laughs) What's what's wrong? Oh, you mean because he was he was here last week? Yeah, I thought they usually oh, alternate, and I, I like both of them. But I like the fact you get one than the other. But like, so Alan clearly was unavailable. He is in next week's because we see the preview. But I was ready for my dose of Alan. Um. Yeah. I mean, you. They're both. They're, I mean, obviously, they're both cut from the same cloth, aren't they? Really, we just need to be thankful that it's not Jonathan Ross. 
Are you saying that camp gay men are just interchangeable? Uh, yep. Are you saying that, Ed? Oh, wait, I'm Ed. You're so, <laughs> okay. Um, right. So have you... So what did you make of Fucker Twigs on the panel as a guest judge? Um, I thought she was quite boring. I felt like... Um, thing is, I know... I, like, I've, I have friends who are friends with her and, she's, and she just sounds, by all accounts, quite fabulous. But I think... Um, I don't know. I feel like she's, some of the stuff she says s- sounds like she's been told to say it. Do you know what I mean? One hundred percent. I think they were feeding her lines, and I think she mm. wasn't delivering them with enough conviction. It was flat. Mm. It was lifeless. She seemed awkward. I did not enjoy her. And wow. Know, yeah, I mean, I think. Would actually, you? Would you prefer? Would you preferred Kathy? Do you know? Actually, now you've said that, I think Fucker Twigs would have done a better job mentoring them, the queens. I think she would have been less nervous and more in her natural environment. And I bet Kathy would have been better behind the judging panel because she was quite like critical. So yeah, and she knows and she knows her shiz. Do you know what I mean? She knows what she knows what she's talking about. So I think um yeah, I agree. It would have been better. Or just yeah, yeah, I agree. Or and just use Kathy did, different. Uh, didn't didn't they end up doing a Kathy Dennis song as the lip sync about you now, whereas they yeah. didn't they didn't do fuck a twig, so it just all seemed a bit jumbled, I thought. Um what did you make of the song Come Alive? Not the verses, but just the, the song as it is. Well I can now I can just, I can only think of um Come alive, come alive. Come alive, come alive. I don't know the words. Uh, what did I think? <laughs> I think it sounded like all the other ones they've written. Uh, obviously, it just had heavier guitars. Um, I do. I mean, I think it's clever the fact that we get to hear it twice straight in a row because it obviously puts it in your head a bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've just, I don't know. It's like, I feel like they've. You know, they came on, they did a good thing with um, UK Han and then it's just, they're just trying to do the old recreate the magic thing and I don't think, I think they could have done, if they if they hadn't tried to repeat, it would have been better. Yeah, I think they've peaked with that because Big Dick Energy wasn't good last year and now this one's not good either. Um, so what did you make of the triple threats? Who stood out? Who was bad? Who was good? I actually really like. I actually really liked them. I thought. Um, I do agree with what the judges said. I thought Black Pepper throwing herself all around the place was hilarious, but um, um, it was just a bit, a bit too much. I thought Baby was really good, and like, I don't know what planet Starlet, Starlet, <laughs> Star, Starlet was not on planet Earth for this episode at all, and like, she's like standing there milling about on the stage, isn't she? She's doing different moves to everybody else. And she wasn't doing any moves. A, she just stood yeah, there, just a, like a tree. A a shit, sh- <laughs> like a tree, it be. Um, it's it's basically yeah. She was she wasn't great. Um, so she was clearly and um, and I keep wanting to say Irma Gerd. Um, it's not her. <laughs> Jumbas Jumbas blonde. She also was no great shakes either. I think um, it was very much a team of two halves. Um, and then so it was enjoyable to see them all blame each other afterwards. And then, and then, star. I know we'll get there, but Starlet saying that she, she actually yeah, felt that she was really good, <laughs> and everyone's silence. Delusion, <laughs> convince yourself. Well, I agree with everything you said, but I do think Sminty was actually the probably the worst because even though Starlet was lifeless, she did she did lip sync where Sminty really fucked that up, and I think she was really lucky not to end up in the bottom two this episode because hers was like. Mm. She didn't even cover it well. It was very much like, fuck, like she just rabbit in the headlights. Um, and then I don't know if, like JB, as you said, didn't get the words either. Black Pepper, I don't even think knew the words, but I think she was moving so much she couldn't tell. I think Baby was the only one on this team who delivered, really. I mean, Black Pepper was amazing to watch, but I, I still don't think she w- was delivering the lip sync. Um, mm. But again, but this is the problem with... Um, having too many queens and trying to fit all their verses in, they've given a certain amount of time and they just think, because they want to get all... And the thing, the problem is, it's like you therefore hear none of it and so you don't learn anything else about them. The so verses it's, were all pointless. crap. I can't remember one thing that anyone said. I think the best no. The best one, I think, was Copper. Um, and... Oh, no, she, she said, oh, she said, oh, don't know why we're called Triple Threat or something. That was That was the one thing that stuck out. Yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah, Queens of the Bone Age, I thought were much better... Um, although I also think that Danny and Pixie messed up the li- their lip syncs a little bit. Not as bad as the first team, but mm. I think there was a lot of off lip syncing in general on this episode. But um, 
I thought Whereas Cheddar, Cheddar, Cheddar was the song, good. The Cheddar, Cheddar was just amazing. The, vo- I, the voice, the voice on her is just awesome. I mean, the lyrics weren't amazing, but um, she actually, she actually stood out because a she was singing, b it was really good. They were better than what she was going to do. So Kathy did guide her well there because that hot cheese thing was a uh, hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> she's. What did she say? She said. She just said it's not... just like cheese. I'm I'm getting hot. I'm getting spicy, and it was all like no. <laughs> yeah, a melted cheese is, is a nice, but hot cheese doesn't sound nice. I'm not a big fan of fondue. For me, it is a fun don't. Honestly. I love I love fondue. Sorry, just the smell is just out. half overwhelming. Um, <laughs> cool, cool whip. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would have given the win probably to cheddar or even to copper. Um, mm. but I, do, I do think that most people flubbed this challenge but um, yeah let's yeah then we get that awkward moment you mentioned where Baby was just like well I've got nothing nice to say so I'm not going to say anything and they were all like, I don't know why they were all like oh we've let Baby down we've let Baby down it's like well it is a group challenge but at the end of the day you're all out for yourselves I won't worry about her and they really and they really talked they really talked around it they were like and they just kept coming back to them talking around the same thing that they that they basically fucked up and they were like and even baby was like oh i just turned around and i was doing something different to everybody else and da 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 and it was like and i think as well playing them the other team was quite good to get their hackles up do you know what i mean because they were like because uh, mm. you're always going to think the other one's better than you aren't you well yeah in theory should we go through <laughs> the, the runway category neon nights yes yeah. So Starlet comes out, um, another blobby inspiration. Pink Devil with yellow feathers. I gave this a hit. I thought she looked good. Uh, I gave it a hit because I really liked the um, the long tail as well. And actually, when she was looking at the, the long tail, the <laughs> you know I'm a you know I'm a tail queen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, like the color palette. Oh, we've just we have, I've had enough blobby from last week. Yeah, pink and yellow never looks good together. Um, JB, I'm glad I'm now just calling her JB because, you know, I hate whatever her name is meant to be. And I actually... Jumbo's Blonde. was hoping she was going to be leaving this week so I didn't have to say it again. Uh, she... Uh, <laughs> people liked this one. I did not like it. I, I didn't think the coat matched the orange latex thing. So boring compared to everybody else's. It wasn't even that it was boring. I thought it stood out, but I just thought it was quite garish and quite foul. I didn't like it. I like the artist's idea, but I just don't think the two things meshed. No. I gave it a shit. I'm also going to give it a shit. My shit of the week went to Baby. And again, I'm gagged they liked this. I thought it was a big multicoloured fucking mess. Oh, what I a mess it. this was. It's not my shit of the week, but it isn't... Um, but it's it's, a, it's still a shit, though. I mean, it looked... Baby it, shit. It, it was... It was not, but it was, um, you couldn't even say it was like, you know, carnival style, like Notting Hill Carnival or something, because there was still too much going on on it. It wasn't, there was no, you know, there was no theme to it all. It just looked like a bit of a mess, and which Graham did say later on. Yeah. Um, Sminty, she does like a Galian ballerina with nipple pasties. Um, I gave this a hit, but then later when they put the side by side against last week, I was like, oh yeah, that is quite a similar silhouette. So I can kind of see. Yeah. I think she's just done it twice. I can give it still a hit, but if if she does it again, it will have to go into shit territory. I mean, look at what's her name on, um, on Canada. (laughs) Who did the, um, oh, what was her name? She was in the final four. Um, fierce, no. And she had the same, she had, no, she had the same silhouette, bra and panties. Oh, and they yes, put them, it's they um, put like, the small they put like, Asian one. It's yes, that's right. They put candy. five. What's she called? Oh, what's her fucking name? I've really just it seen it. It's okay. It's Kimmy, Kimmy. Um, Kimmy Couture. Kimmy Couture, that's it, yeah. Um, so they put like, I think, like in the last episode or something, they put like, five all next to each other and she did the same walk and the same and the same outfit in like all five and I put them all next to each other and it was like actually amazing um so i think i think i'm gonna give um sminty the benefit of the doubt for the minute um because i think you know because you could you're allowed to have your own signature look but then obviously sminty fucks it right up in um in untucked later but we'll get to that yeah and the thing is when you pack all your stuff for drag race you don't know what order the runways are going to be in so if these had been yeah, exactly. five weeks apart she might have been fine these might be the only two similar ones yeah although she does make it sound like like she is has got loads more of these and michelle and michelle says she, that she's gonna see it another 10 times well that's the whole stupid thing about drag race you give the critiques but it's like they've already fucking packed what they're gonna do if they've brought all these outfits you can't go back and change it now unless you can make mm. your own outfit like um like yeah. uh, jade Essence hall or trinity the tuck in the workroom then you're fucked um, so Black Pepper got my hit of the week with this 
yellow sculpted dress, which was a silhouette, a shape that I feel like I haven't seen before, which made it really interesting, but it also was still quite simple and sophisticated. And the hair is massive and the big hat. And I just, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved, loved it. it. I, I did love it, but it's not my hit of the week. I did think it was very, very... very I know what your hit of the week place. is. And it's really, it should be my hit of the week, what I think yours is going to be. But the, I'll explain why when we get there. Um, <laughs> so Copper, she comes out in orange and blue And just the same way that pink and yellow always gives me blobby Orange and blue always mm. gives me B&M So, <laughs> you know, we love B&M But we don't necessarily love it for fashion We do No I give it shit, although I, although I would, I would um, Do you know what I really wanted? I know Little did, um, they did some trainers, didn't they? And some socks and stuff I would have I would have worn those. And did you, did you see that Greg's have done like a whole a whole lot of clothing as well? And Kate yes. Beckinsale was um, was mo- was modelling the Greg's um, swimming costume. What the fuck? How much did they pay over that? I, I didn't know Kate Beckinsale done it. That was crazy. I've seen people in them and it is quite fun. But I think it's something you'd wear like at a festival as a joke. I, I wouldn't wear it like just in normal life. But... No, you can you, I'm, I'm assuming everybody knows it's ironic, right? Well, Kate Beckinsale, she didn't seem like she'd be joking. I'm not joking, bitch. Um, <laughs> so Danny Beard. Um, oh, this was amazing. I loved this. Yeah, so I, I don't get the reference because I've never seen Mars Attack, which is something I should see because it's... I've seen Mars Attacks. I did get the reference, but I also think that, I mean, this, I mean, it's the only, it's only the shape of the hair that she's really talking about. Um, yeah, you don't need to isn't. know the reference. She looked great. It's really well executed. I didn't even think she needed the bubbles. Mm. I do wish she'd covered her hands in white paint because when she has... All the face white and then hands normal colour. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Doesn't really but yeah, make sense. It's definitely a hit. I like her whole aesthetic. And then mm-hmm. I assume your hit of the week goes to Cheddar Gorgeous with this mushroom look. Yes, it does. Um, really quite astounding. Um, you know, she just looked uh, and she just carried on with the walk and stuff. It, I almost wished that the judges would stop speaking so that I could appreciate it because it looked amazing and I, fe- I felt like it needed a little more reverence than it was getting. Um, and then she did, obviously, the, you know, the spores and stuff. I mean, like, wonderful. The whole... It was a whole thing. Hit of the week, 100%. It's so beautiful. In fact, I actually might change this to my hit of the week, but the reason I didn't is just because this is the third mushroom look we've seen this year, which is Evie, Od- <laughs> Evie Oddly and Willow Pill. But, to be fair, when she filmed this... I don't think either of those seasons would have come out. So there's no way she could have known. And, also, and they're all very different. Is, they're very different. Better. Yeah, I do think yeah. this is the best one. Definitely better than Willow's. Evie's was also really good. Hers was a lighter mm. one. But, um, oh, definitely better than Willow's. That's when she was red, red and white and she had like a sneezy, sneezy nose or something, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to remember a better runway than this on UK Drag Race, really. I think Cheddar's really oh, going to be taking yeah. it. Same way that like Violet Tchotchke, um or Raja did in the US, like, showed us, took it to the next level. I think maybe Cheddar Gorgeous might be that queen for us. She's just, this is insane, and it's so good. Mm. Um, Dakota, she comes out, um, I don't really get, I, I remember, you watch the show Pokemon, but I don't get what it's become now, which is the whole, um, like, Pokemon Go thing. I, she says she's referencing it. I don't see that, and it's lying. She and... is, I can see she's referencing it as well now, because what she's doing as well is a very, um, gaming sort of aesthetic the um the headphones the headphones with the pointy bits and also it's a kind of a sailor moon kind of vibe as well and the color of it all too it's very japanese it's very manga um that's what she was going for so i, I totally get the aesthetic um especially thing is dave is obsessed with uh, pokemon go as well and as i sit here i'm looking at like eight different pokemon uh, products pokemon pairs five pokemon soft toys i mean you've seen the bedroom it's just full of pokemons so um yeah i get it i can't escape it i'll take your word for it um i give this a bit <laughs> of a hit because it was just okay yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't i mean i've seen it done better i give lafilla shit because to be honest i didn't get naomi campbell i know naomi campbell did do the community service litter thing it was really odd odd reference odd reference <laughs> Yeah, just it's like what's it got to do I get well I get I guess obviously because um you know the orange outfit was neon she had to she had to do it in neon so I mean it's just a bit of a stretch I think yeah I didn't get it um pixie I I really liked this actually this raincoat that was hand painted it was pvc I thought it looks really cool I wasn't expecting her to wear something I liked um, but I did like it I'm giving it- 
No, I give this one a shit. I think really? the colour palette was horrible. I think the colour palette was horrible. And when Graham said, "Oh, it reminds me, I need to um, clean the water, change the water in my aquarium," I was like, "That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like mould." Serving fish. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out the winner is Queens of the Bone Age, and they all fucking win, all five of them, which is crazy and has never been done on Drag Race before. I don't believe where five badges or five wins have been given out at once. What? Yeah, I think they've done it. Well, no, they're not as many as that it's just because the teams are so big obviously they even I mean they've done it before where three of them have won a badge or four have won a badge because they yeah, did that three, in uh, four, UK, and now five, UK, UK, UK versus the world but I think I don't think you need to worry that they're going to run out of badges I think they made a job lot at the beginning so they can dish out as many as they like um, but I just think it, it does it does sort of make like because you could say you could sit like basically Danny Beard or one of the other ones who wasn't that good in the challenge can be like, well, Black Pepper, I've got the same amount of badges as you. Whereas Black Pepper won a whole episode and still only got one badge. Exactly. That's what I don't like about it. It just really skewers the track record. and Dilutes, dilutes yeah. the, um, the, the point of it. Yeah, I agree. And it's agree. not like um, this team absolutely knocked it out of the park. Like they were the better team, but there were definitely weak links in this team. So I think... They should have picked a winner from, from the winning team. So Cheddar should have won because of that outfit from the winning team I think and then just had the badge herself I agree um so they read Starlet for being nervous and panicked um and they read JB for just like choking and panicking as well but Michelle liked baby's outfit which I was very surprised about um too busy. All the chains and the and just a couple of just a couple of less chickens wouldn't have gone amiss. <laughs> yeah, I like that the gay chickens. And then Sminty reveals she's only performed three times. So that I thought the same was Rue, which is that Sminty really gives me performer energy, but she mm. actually isn't. So I feel like she will become that, but she's just like learning the hard way how to. We can see we can see her potential. But then, yeah. um, but then when they go and they, they discuss, what does she say? I wrote it down when they're talking about it in Untucked. Sminty says, oh, I really, I just really think I fumbled the bag with that one. Fumbled the bag. It's fumble the ball, you fool. And then she says, well, I'm not going to change my silhouette because I don't want to be an old maiden. And I loved... Um, no, she says, she says, she says, she directly references... Um, Tiffany the, Pollard. The CBB speech. She says, I don't want some sort of old maiden type of dress. Yes. I know I got the reference, but I still agreed with Cheddar, which is that don't think that yes. there's only two types of thing. Like you can mix, mix it up while still being true to yourself. So I think that already Sminty... What does Cheddar say in the VT that I just loved? She says, she says it's time to, time to broaden your reading list. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get more excuses because Starla is blaming the... T- the f- tape on her face for restricting her facial expression <laughs> which is so stupid such a lie as well you've got a moody dish on you the whole time like you've got a face full of botox when it isn't obviously botox or i don't know what it is and it's just the, a moody face and then she makes up that the look is 50 percent of the mark which has never been the case on uk or us so she's just kind of like she's digging deep into delusion and she's, oh, she did she's end up coming deep, across quite yeah. unlikable massively unlikable like you know the whole thing is just it's still a drag show it's still fun so you've got to you know you've got to take you've got to take it with a all with a pinch of salt and you have to be um, or a pinch of pepper you, you, Sorry. yeah or a, you've got a, or a pinch of pinch of bag of brown you just have to um you know you've got to be likable with it even as you leave otherwise people aren't going to want to book you so who would you have put in the bottom two out of the losing team. Definitely. I, I, would have, no, yeah, I would have left the bottom two as it was, actually. And no, in fact, you know, I think I would have put Sminty in there instead of Jombas. I would have put Sminty JB, in sorry. there instead of Starla, I think. But What? I mean, Starla was terrible! She was terrible, but she didn't mess... I don't think she messed up her words, which I think... She messed get, up all of, her, all of her moves, though. She was yeah. standing there like a, a fart then, in a trance for the third time. But then she had a good um, <laughs> runway, so... yeah. I did, it was a toss-up between the three of them. But, um, so they get About You Now, which is one of my favourite songs of this century. But I do think it's not a great lip-sync song. Because it is kind of, it doesn't really have highs and lows. And it's kind of like mid-tempo. So it's very, mm-hmm. I don't envy them having to lip-sync to this. But, um, for me, Starlet won this lip-sync, which may be controversial. What? Definitely, definitely. And... Have you got mad? Why? Because... The JB was giving way more energy, but I thought it came across yeah, as desperate. Yeah, that's what it needed. No, oh, no, because oh, yeah, I do. Because it was a high energy song. That, yeah. If this was like, like you say, Rihanna, only girl in the world, I think she, 
that would have worked. But I think this was more about giving essence and giving... Mm. And I don't think Salah was great, but I think she at least had a controlled, cohesive performance, whereas JB just looked a mess, that wig and the jumping around. Yeah, and- she was... <laughs> the jumping around. She was a bit manic, I'm not going to lie. So I do I do see what you mean there, but... um. I think this. I just think the sourpuss look on um, on Starlet's face is what did it for her. I mean, yeah. she, she was already she already had that sourpuss look on it, and nothing annoys Rue more than that. It's ungrateful. Yeah, and I think her attitude just clearly mm. not being able to take criticism well, and I, mm-hmm. I, so for that reason, I'm glad she's going. But I personally mm. would have thought she did a bit better in the lip sync. But yeah, jo- JB stays, and then. Um, we get RuPaul saying, oh the galaxy is full of stars, but there's only one starlet. And then starlet, like, her face looked really mad. And I thought she was actually going to have a go at Ru. But she said, thank <laughs> you for making my dream come true. Now I need to find a new one. Which sounds like kind of, I'm retiring. And then- It sounds like you've basically crushed my dream. You've, cru- you've, you've given me my <laughs> dream, then crush, you've crushed it. And now I'm just going to fucking leave. And then obviously, then we see what happens next. Or rather she, doesn't happen. She leaves without saying anything, which I don't think anyone's done on UK, apart from obviously Ginny Lemon, who but she did it in a lip sync. But we had it once on America with Dahlia Sin. And the thing is, you're not actually obligated to say anything before you leave. It's just everyone usually does. So it looks weird when you don't. But... um. I mean, maybe she just didn't have anything else to say. You've got to have an entrance line and an exit line. Everybody knows that. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's another one of those hacks that you, that you um, think they should all know. Uh, But they, but they should, um, you know, they should have it prepared. And it was obviously that she might have had it prepared, but she was just really fucking pissed off. And the thing is with delusional, delusions like that, I mean, when they were all, um, criticizing their own performances after they after they'd done it, and then she was the only one that said, "I don't want to be that queen, but I, I just think I was really good. I was had a lot of confidence up there, and like and everybody like had stony faces because they'd seen her fuck up massively. Like so, she obviously cannot. She's too obviously too young, or you know, believed her own hype or something because it isn't you know, it isn't realistic, and it's not realistic not to be able to take criticism on a show like this, where you're offering yourself up for criticism. So to storm off, which I think it was, like, I mean, this is where Graham obviously turns around and um, and goes, oh, it does that face that you and I would do as well in that situation, but Rue doesn't move. <laughs> I, <laughs> She's like... Uh, <laughs> I did love what Michelle said earlier, which was like, when she said she was goofy and confident, she's like, well, tell your face that, because it's like, <laughs> she's insisted she was having fun and she was confident on stage, and it's like, well, honey, if you were, it, it wasn't showing, so something's wrong there. <laughs> but, um, I love that yeah, phrase, so- I don't use it enough. Maybe you should tell your face then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, next week we have a design challenge where I was like, oh my God, already again, but then I realised last week wasn't design, it was just runways, so... Yeah, and they're going to yeah. do them in pairs, which I think should be fun because I think that'll cause a lot of tension. And Alan is back, which is great. So hooray! So I'm looking forward to it. Well, I hope it's better than this week because it was a bit of a step down for me. But let's stay optimistic. And until then, fingers crossed. And let's click it out. Click 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 it out. Click 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 click.